Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to this special holiday edition of The Corner. Uh, this month and December, we'll be covering all things merry, holly, and jolly, and bright. And to help us out with that in all things, and also to balance out uh, the Grinchy Scroogeness that is my black heart, we are extremely lucky to have with us, straight from Santa Claus's workshop, the amazing Sydney. Sydney, welcome! Hey, thanks for having me! Uh, I am so excited, excited to, to have here. you, you know, uh, longtime watcher of your amazing, amazing TikToks about TikToks movies and uh, the holidays and joy. And those of us who don't know how famous you are or don't know how amazing your videos are, could you just tell us how you usually tackle watching these films and the rating that goes along with them? Yeah, so I, during quarantine, just really hit this uh, point where... And especially living alone, you hit this point where you're just like, oh, I don't, uh, I have these thoughts about these movies mm -hmm. and I don't know who to share with. And so naturally, uh, TikTok and Instagram became my outlet for those. And I realized that there are so many Christmas Yo. movies that come out. And it was like, for me, I felt overwhelmed with how many choices, like, which ones do I choose? Like, mm -hmm. am I going to put on this lifetime Christmas movie and is it going to be bad? Is it worth my time watching? And I wish there was something or someone who gave me that. So I was like, you know what? I got the time. I am going to invest in watching all of the movies and, and let people know what's good and not good. Oh, I love it. And uh, as far as these ratings go, is there like a, a set rubric or syllabi that you go by when rating these films? Yes. So I developed one within the process of my like smallish growing following of this movie <laughs> review. So I was like, oh, okay. Like I know what my, my threshold is, but like I need to let other people know. So my Christmas ratings, I did it one through 10. Mm -hmm. So one just being heck no. Two is like, it's going to be a no, no from me, dog. Mm -hmm. Like that's. <laughs> <laughs> three is don't waste your time. Mm -hmm. So really one through three could be very confusing in terms of like which which way that goes. But like, I don't know. Take it. This is all subjective in some aspect. Yeah. Um, four is when it really starts to take a turn and you say like, mm -hmm. if you need to feel. And that was like, for me, it was like, um, it's a feel. I like that. If you just need like some sort of like Christmas something and it doesn't have to be good. If you need to do like cleaning in the background <laughs> and you just need something Christmassy on like, great. That's like a four. If I rate I it that. four, then like that's a four. Five is worth a watch. That's where it, then it mm. starts going up, right? Like okay. worth the watch. Six is cheesy, but here for it. Mm. Um, pretty much anything from free form. Um, <laughs> And then it goes from like seven is grab a hot cocoa and cozy up, which is just oh. like, ugh. like, I don't even feel like I need to explain that one. Um, eight is sound the alarms. we got to feel good. Uh, nine is, alarm. I know, sound the alarms. Cause it's like, oh my gosh, like what? This came out of left field. Like there's some room for improvement, <laughs> but man, like this is a go getter. Uh, nine is a must watch. Mm. And then anything that's a 10 is stop everything that you're doing and watch it right now. Oh, my goodness. Has Have you reviewed a 10 so far? And what was that film? 
Oh my gosh. Um, I hate watching myself over. So it's rare mm. that I rewatch my videos. Um, I watch them like immediately just to make sure there's no like something I didn't mess up on. And then after that, mm. I usually never look back on my videos. With that said, I feel like the ones that stand out to me as a 10 are, oh, shucks. Um, I don't think this was a 10. It might have been a 9, but it was definitely Ooh. close to it, was Noel from Disney+. Plus. Oh, okay. I yeah. felt like that was just like it marked all of my boxes of like it was feel, feel good. It gave me the Christmas feelings. It was funny. So that one was like a pretty high one up. Um, but, you know, I really don't give out 10s very, very easily or of course, there's always something. So I feel like mm -hmm. I gave out more nines. I don't even think I actually don't think I gave out a 10. Oh, my goodness. OK, so that elusive 10, there could be a movie out there that could get it. But right now it's just about the search. Right now it's just the search and we're still searching. We are still searching, and I do want to help in that search. Um, so I know that we've uh, each watched a few movies. Um, I decided to step in with um, one that I think comes with a bit of, I mean, you've probably seen these other two films. Uh, I stepped in strong with uh, The Princess Switch 3. Um, I have not seen two or one, uh, <laughs> I just stepped right into three, but what I like about this film is that they are fully aware that there are people like me because the first 10 minutes of this film is like explaining what happened in both princess films. Um, now just from looking at it, I assume like, oh, look, it's, it's Vanessa Hudgens. She's cool. High school musical. I love it. I didn't know homegirl was playing triplets in this film. <laughs> and I was fully, at first I was like, okay, I know that she doesn't have a twin. I know this, but I'm also wondering if maybe I've been wrong this whole time. But thankfully I was like, okay, no, no, this is just a really good nineties. Uh, like, Oh, look, it's me and me and also me. Uh, but it was very entertaining. Very cute. Uh, I was surprised that she was able to pull off this uh, English accent for all three of her roles. Uh, that's that was truly fascinating to sit there and watch that. It was extremely cheesy um, to the point where I had my amazing fiance next to me and we just like talked over a lot of the film being like, what is happening? That's over the top and cute, but like none of this makes sense. None of this is supposed to make sense, but here we are. Um, I love the addition of Rip, of Remy He uh, for, in this film as the third love interest because Vanessa Hudgens now has three love interests. She has Prince Kevin, Prince Edwards, and now Peter Maxwell. Um, she just has three love interests in this film. That was fascinating to me. I'm like, you know what? I love it. Progress. Here we are. She gets three love interests in this entire film. Uh, and based off of, I think, your rating, I would give this film, if I could uh, fully give it a rating at all. Um, I love that it was, it gave you this kind of uh, international vibe, being in this very obscure country. Was it Albanania? Albanania? Uh, an, a, an A country. Don't, there you go. Aldonfia or something. I get my, I get my uh, fake... Uh, princess kingdoms a little confused sometimes. Yes. There's a lot of them out there. 
Genovia. Oh my God, Genovia, yes. And what's really fascinating is I found there's a trivia fact out about this film in particular and the fact that apparently uh, in this film, uh, it has a connection to, uh, what's the other film called? The other one that's in that same universe as them. Uh, I think it's called, uh, oh my goodness, uh, The Christmas Royalties or something like that. But- oh, the, the Christmas Prince? Yes. Apparently one of them makes a cameo in this film, uh, because apparently they're all attached in this princess universe. <laughs> they're all friends. I'm on like a, that's like the one thing Netflix got right. They knew to, to combine these universes because we pay attention. Right. And so that was a cool fact to kind of see that. I love that it kind of gave this story of her evil twin sister who has to go to a convent, uh, because they don't want to send her to jail. They just send her to an, a nunnery. And she has to clean things and like kind of get her off parole, uh, by pretending that she's going to help them at Christmas, but she's going to find out that someone stole this really awesome Christmas tree ornament that holds all of Eastern Europe, uh, out of war. If it gets lost, it's going to cause war in Eastern Europe. And so it's like, they, they, they gotta find this Christmas star. Um, that was a terrible plot, but really fun to watch them just like try to sneak uh, Ocean's Eleven style and steal this Christmas tree ornament back to prevent there from being an all out war. Um, so I would give it, quite honestly, uh, I gave it a four. You know, I think if you want to play it in the background and listen to. Vanessa Hutchinson's really interesting English accent and like the really cringy dialogue about how her ex-boyfriend is like it's like one of the people who's like helping the evil girl, but they had this thing going back and forth of like, you know, you can help me. No, I'm just I'm I'm I just I can't do it. We were a thing a long time ago and this is all complicated. Well, who else is gonna help me? I don't know. Maybe my twin sister can. It's like, all right, guys, I see what's happening here. This is too cute. Well, here's the thing. I give this two different ratings based off of like kind of what you were saying is that Mm -hmm. so I've like stuck with the princess switch since day one. Nice. Okay. So like it came out 2019, I want to say was the first one and then 2020 and then 2021. And so there's been one every year. And so the first one, was like consistent. Yeah, the first one was like the right amount of cheesy. Like you knew mm. it wasn't going to be good, but it was the right amount of cheesy that you were like, "Great, I'm here for this like really silly phenomenon of." And the and the best part is is that they're actually not sisters. They just happen to look alike. I didn't even factor that part in. <laughs> yes. So they're not even sisters. Two That's strangers. like the No, it gets even weirder. <laughs> so the second one comes into play and you discover that they have a the the prince the princess, like the princess mm-hmm. has a cousin who looks like them. And that's when the third one oh, comes goodness. into play. And so you're <laughs> just cousin. like what? How did you not know that your cousin looks identical to you? <laughs> but okay. Um, so the second one was like still not as good. It, like the first one is is the best. Okay, high marks for the and, first one then. And so, so my point is, is that if you came into this to the third one, my rating would be so low. 
It would probably be like, that would be a no from me, dog. Like that is like a two and that is being generous. Mm-hmm. But if you're like me and have like gone through this journey of the princess switch, then I would probably give it a like four similar to you of like, if you need to feel something like this is, and if anyone is like a loyalist like me, like I will watch pure trash (laughs) because I put the time and effort. I am still watching Grey's Anatomy 15 years later. And I know it's pure trash. I am. I fully recognize You're that this show out. has has gone off its rails. But I'm like, you know what? I watched it the day it came out, and I'm not going to stop now. So hey, I I kept watching the 100 even after they killed uh, our girl. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna see what happens with this. I got I got to see how this ends. <laughs> I mean, exactly, exactly. So. The ratings change depending on those mm-hmm. two things. Um, it's still not great. There are oh, some no. aspects of the Princess Switch 3 that are like the in the second movie, the the cousin is in tr- like gets everyone in trouble and she's like on the oh, wrong yeah. side of the tracks and you kind of get that feeling in the third movie cuz she's in like uh, community service and stuff mm-hmm. and they like show the human side of her yeah which is like whatever i don't know how i feel about it <laughs> it's like okay um i think what distracted me the most out of this film was her accent because she had three accents yes yeah, right did. <laughs> she had three accents she had just like the chicago I'm going to, I love sports and the White Sox. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have this like weird Eastern-ish. Queen Maggie. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to call it British. (laughs) Like, it was this weird accent. Like, it wasn't, it was something, something like as if you were like a kid playing house, making fun (laughs) of someone. That's what I would like describe that accent to be. It's just like. Accurate. a group of first graders trying to do a British accent is what her accent was. And then there was the cousin, the one who's like the trouble one. And you're like, what, what are you? What is this? It's like Kim Kardashian trying to be a first grader doing the accent (laughs) is really what it was. So I just like, it's like, I, I don't recommend this movie. And I do if you have invested the time in mm-hmm. or you need to do chores around the house. It's perfect. Yeah. And I will say, as far as the accent goes, what was fascinating was that not only was she doing the three accents, but then she was doing the accents pretending to do the other accents, which was like a double down of like, great. Now I got to pretend to do a Chicago accent, yeah. but also <laughs> pretend that I can do the girl who has like the real, like, uh, like, uh, like Slav or Chav accent from England. They're like, I'm going to try to pretend to be her, but also now I'm going to try to pretend to be the British queen and also pretend to be doing the other accents. It's like, she's like double downing on the accents. And it's like, you are really devoted to this role. This is, this is fascinating. You know, I got to give her credit though. That is not easy. And Mm -hmm. I think the real stars of the show are actually the supporting actors Mm. who had to deal with 
her going back and forth and like mm-hmm. knowing how that works, right? They have stand-ins and all of that um, when they're doing it, but it's just like, oh, that's the that's the real stars of the show or the supporting actors. Absolutely. Also, I love uh, I love the in any film. I love when they have the henchman characters that are just over the top and silly. Uh, I love Minji and Reggie uh, were just fantastic little scamps the whole time trying to steal things and run away. And we're just there just to like add like a, a little bit of spice to all these scenes of like, great, we're going to add some, just some, some, some comedy. We're going to add some subtle, uh, great, we're going to steal these things. And I love how we just glaze over the fact that the queen used her authority to release two prisoners from jail ahead of time. We don't talk about the ethics of that at all of her releasing two people that she knows personally from jail, using her privilege to do that. We never just have like that, 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 that's, ethically wrong at all. It's like, no, no, these two are friends that we need to get out of jail. So we're just going to do it and not say how it happened. We know that for uh, Fiona, she had to go like a book. I mean, you do that now. Exactly. (laughs) That's that's absolutely true. But it's like, come on now, you're the queen. You're like, no, I'm just going to just skirt the law. Even though I know that my sister, my cousin, my cousin twin had to go to her parole hearing. Uh, Mindy and Reggie just get out of jail. No parole hearing was, was needed for the entire film. They're just out and about just having, they're like buying tickets to other countries. And it's like, what was their deal? Like what's, what's, what's happening with those two specifically? <laughs> I just like, they did encompass, I will say you're totally correct. They did encompass that role fully and they understood the assignment, oh, right? They understood completely. the assignment of the sidekick role. Gotta love they it. just yeah. they fin- they were they were probably one of my favorite characters if like I had to so choose because <laughs> they were funny right like the the men like the the boyfriend and the husband mm-hmm. or the prince or whatever they were just kind of like meh you know they had they bigger roles in the first movie for sure but the second or the second and third movie they just really disappeared. Yeah, they were out of this. Like, I know that for um, for what Prince Kevin, he was gone for, I think, 80% of the film. And, like, the other prince was just kind of there. But for the most part, it was Vanessa Hudgens, the the, the two sidekicks, and uh, the new guy, Peter Maxwell, were, like, per, like in the film, like, predominantly. So that was very interesting. Uh, just, like, they were the focus. You know, the princes were kind of just, like, attached but not fully present for a lot of what was going on. Just like, hey, we're here, kind of, but like, back to Vanessa. She's going to do some more stuff. Yeah, and I think, right, people pay attention. So they're like, so in the third movie, because you didn't see the first, the the boyfriend of the... um, The boyfriend of the princess mm-hmm. is... is um. I got distracted wildly by my cats who are like running around my house. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, they're just as excited about talking about the princess switch three. Thank you Woo! both for contributing. <laughs> um, no. So the, the boyfriend of the princess, he's also from Chicago, as you could probably tell from like his accent and stuff. And he had much more of a bigger role. He has a daughter. 
And I that was a, that. okay. Yes, and that's a much bigger storyline in the first movie. She makes like a subtle appearance in the second movie. Third movie, she literally probably has about three minutes on screen. Mm-hmm. And all I can think about, and maybe this is just my brain, but all I could think about was how much money did you have to pay her to just be on three minutes of film? You could have written her oh, out easily. It could have been like she yes. was staying with her mom for Christmas or, you know, like mm-hmm. literally anything. I'm like, why did she show up? Why is she here? Like question. if you didn't yeah. put her in the film to begin with, why did you put her in? She didn't come in until the very like last scene. Yeah, it was very yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking, like, is it like his like daughter or his like cousin? But yeah, she had a very small role in this film, but I'm sure she had a great paycheck, which was fantastic for the holidays. I mean, probably, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I hope she did. <laughs> Wherever you're at, I really hope you did because you did a great job. Your name is stamped on that movie forever. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be yeah. on your like reel. <laughs> yeah, that's your resume, girl. Is Oof. Princess Switch three. The franchise. And two. And one. Mm-hmm. So we got a four for the Princess Switch. Three. Yep. Uh, what did you step into, into the world of holiday films? What was your, what was your poison? My poison? Yeah, what would you, what did you watch on, on Netflix? We've, 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 we've done the, the Princess Three, and I want to see what you got to bring. What did you bring for Ooh. us today? So I watched... Um, I've been, I've been watching just a ton as much as, well, I shouldn't say a ton, a, a good amount as, as mm-hmm. much as I can. I've been watching, um, I watched love hard recently. I watched, oh, hard. <laughs> um, yep. That's a, that's a whole thing. Um, but I recently just finished watching, uh, father Christmas is back. Um, yes. Yes, I just and I, you know it's funny is that I I have been so tired, but I'm like so eager to finish watching these movies that mm-hmm. last night I was like I'm really trying to stay up until ten o'clock at night, and I just like can't seem mm. to get myself to get past ten o'clock. And the movie had about a half hour left, and I was like, <laughs> I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it. And I within five minutes fell asleep in bed <laughs> no i woke up early this morning just to finish it as i was getting ready this morning i was oh, like i have motion. to finish this movie it's gonna bother me if i don't finish it so i was like up at five o'clock this morning and my neighbors Yo. were probably like what is she doing <laughs> just like this, watching. i'm interested in this because i know you did a podcast about daddy issues so i am so so interested in what this film uh, brought to you, brought to mind. <laughs> I have so much to unpack about this movie. <laughs> it's like I, I, it's so I saw this on Netflix. I usually like to go through, and now that I like watch Christmas movies, I go through Netflix new and newsworthy section, mm-hmm. and I'll go through and say like, "Great, what movies are coming up in the next week? What can I like?" check off my boxes i saw this one was on here and i was like huh i don't know like i didn't seem like it didn't seem that interesting <laughs> but then i watched it Ooh. i don't i like i gosh should i just dive into it dive into it yep <laughs> okay great so the essential plot of this movie is that 
there are four sisters who are coming together at Christmas, including the mom. Um, they're all going to come together at one of the sisters' houses and celebrate Christmas. And they all clearly have four very different personalities. Mm -hmm. And you quickly learn early that the reason that Christmas is such like a, a sore subject is because their father left them on Christmas 27 years ago. Very traumatic. I'm surprised mm -hmm. they even spend it together. And I was like, great. Okay. Storyline complete. Um, as you go on, you quickly like figure out the dad is going to be there on Christmas. The dad shows up on Christmas. It's not even a spoiler, right? It's not even a spoiler. It's in the movie title. Yep. It is in the movie title. So you're just like, great, whatever. Dad shows up. Everything feels very um, typical of like a father movie where it's like the father comes back and he has like a young girlfriend and mm. he's trying to ask for forgiveness and the daughters, you know, are dealing with their own emotions. So I'm kind of like, at this point, I don't love it, but I am like, mm, how are they going to handle this? And it just continues to get worse. <laughs> I was just like, first off, the dad you choose is Kelsey Grammer. And Ugh. I just like <laughs> despise him. I really don't like him. Um, and I don't know. I don't even have a good reason why I don't like him, but I just don't. And I, oh my gosh, he, the first thing that hit me off with this movie was that when the dad shows up, Kelsey Grammer, they say, wow, you've been gone so long. You lost your accent. I'm like, the man is like 65. The man is 65. There is like no reason that you only lose your accent if you leave when you're like 10 years old. Yep. Otherwise, you can't, you, you don't like, you're not like 45 years old. It's gone Go now. to America and then be like, oh, my accent is gone. I was like, why did they? Why did they just say the dad was American? Like, it could have been so easy. <laughs> it would have been. And and the, I mean, the worst part is that they brought it up multiple times in the movie. Multiple times. Of like, oh, you lost your accent. So in the in in saying that, I was like, oh, are are they going to try to make Kelsey Grammer do a British accent? Ooh. And bring it in, which I'm so happy they did not. It would have been a nightmare. <laughs> With that said, I had hope for this movie because of John Cleese being in. Uh, oh, yes. And I love him to death. And so I was just, and he actually, I actually liked his role for ish. Um, but uh, I digress. So going back to the father part of it i think one aspect that i really dislike movies doing and this doesn't have to be christmas in particular but like any movie that depicts fathers like absent fathers that really bothers me is that it tends to be centered towards women it almost mm. always is about women and it always is like daddy issues like oh the the main character in this or one of the right one of the sisters in this movie is completely neurotic she has um they all all four of the sisters right have little quirks about them mm -hmm. and so it's assumed in the movie that the reason they have these quirks is because the dad 
left. Mm-hmm. And that might very well be true, but like none of it is addressed. Where I'm just like, okay, great. All of these people, all these girls have these like particular quirks about them. And it's assumed that it's the father's fault. And here the father is coming in being like, forgive me. And you're just like, the mom too. There's like so much trauma to unpack. And I think like generational trauma is like very present in this movie where the family, like the mom does not care the whole time that her ex after 27 years just shows up and is like completely disrupting their, her daughter's Mm -hmm. mental well-being. Go be with your father. You're his daughters. Go, go be with your, like, yeah, she's like, go be with your father. And it's like, um, or I don't want to because he's, Mm -hmm. he traumatized me on the, around this time. Like you couldn't have come during Easter. Like, and so he, or not come at all. I don't know. And so he, first off, I don't feel like he even comes into it being sorry. Oh no. He doesn't come into it being sorry. He doesn't come into it trying to restore relationships. And he and with like the generational trauma that I mentioned before, it's clear that the like parents, like the 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 parents and all like the older generational essentially boomers of this group are mm-hmm. completely fine. Right? They're not none of them are like super traumatized. They're all kind of like, this is the way it is. Clearly mm-hmm. the four sisters are traumatized. And there's like a disconnection Completely. between those two things where they're like, Oh, well, it's not a big deal. Like, just go, go hang out with your father. And they don't have the language. And I'm going so deep into this, but I'm like, sure this happens in real life. Whereas like, they yeah. don't have the language to be like, Oh, no, he stepped out of our lives. And like, that's really traumatizing. And I need you to recognize that and mm-hmm. and set those boundaries with me because I didn't know how to I don't know how to set boundaries because of the like, there's so much science behind why like absent fathers and like what it can do to you um, and your ability to like cope Um just like any absent parent, but there's a fathers in particular have like a very um, authoritative role in, um, in people's lives, whatever, mm-hmm. whoever that may be, the fathers typically have that role. So when that's taken out, um, you get those little quirks a lot of the times where it's like this woman who has to have everything in the right spot or else she'll, have a nervous breakdown or the one who's been working on her thesis. Oh gosh. I feel I feel that for that girl. She was probably one of my favorites. What's crazy. The thesis is about the Beatles, a band that broke up. So it's a family that also broke up and she's doing it about them breaking up. And it's like, this is literally what's happening to you and your world. And you're just like, I'm doing a thesis and not connecting those dots together. Yeah, I know. And as I'm saying all of this, I'm like, is this movie genius or am I just like, what is happening? I can't tell. 
It was close um, to genius. It was so close. It's so close to genius. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, um, and all of this is technical, right? But like, as I'm watching this, it just was like irking me more and more and more. And like how everyone was just fine with the dad being there after Yo. years. And I was just like, why isn't this being addressed? Like, even in a cheesy way, you can do it in a cheesy way. That's fine, mm -hmm. Netflix. You don't have to be serious about it. But I also felt like the music, I don't know if you felt like the, the soundtrack oh God, weird was soundtrack. really like, at sound, <laughs> at sometimes it would be like cartoonish where it's like, yes. you would like turn, like the character would turn their head and it would be like, you know, like, I don't know. It would just be like a funny little quirk where they would like have a sound effect to somebody. And then the next moment they're telling something really serious and really real, but the music doesn't match. And you're just like, who sound edited this? I <laughs> need to speak to your manager. I got to go full Karen on you because this like, is this movie supposed to be funny or is it supposed to be serious or is it supposed to be a combo of both? Cause you didn't accomplish any of it. Mm. It was very confused. Know. What I guess like for, from your perspective, I mean, I think I just have really strong opinions about fathers. And so for me, I think this movie triggered something I'm discovering in this moment is like, harder than maybe someone who's just like oh you know it's actually just a movie it's like a whatever movie <laughs> no I, I fully vibe with that like when i heard that all the all their last names were christmas which again was also not acknowledged they're it was all not their acknowledged. last names are christmas so i'm no. like okay why are they all like like their christmas is their last name are they like related to like is this gonna be like a magical oh they're all like from set, like their dad being absent because he's Santa Claus, right? Because they're all named like so and so Christmas. So I'm like, is oh, that going to be a thing? It mm -hmm. was never talked about. I'm like, that's an odd last name to just have. But it was like, nah, we're just going to mosey along. And I will say, I definitely agree with you. I found it to be very weird of like, this whole family has issues that we're not addressing. Like, the fact that the, fact that the sister flies in, uh, like the youngest one, fl fl she flies in, gets on a motorcycle with some guy she met, and then steals her sister's car, goes to an inn, and then immediately sleeps with a guy after she's dealing with the trauma of what happened to her home, and does it multiple times with other people, is never brought up about like, hey, she has an issue because she's just like grabbing partners because she's feeling like it was just played for a laugh of like, this is kind of like a, a like a sign of, for help. Like she needs someone to talk to. Uh, like it just was never brought up. The, the fact that the older sister who's like big into fashion uh, doesn't want to do hand-me-downs. She only wants to do new things because she wants to like embark on her new life. There's just a whole lot of like things that popped up. I think for me, the biggest issue that came to me was when, we find out that the mom cheated on the dad. Oh my God. I was waiting and to talk about this. And that's why they got into yes. an argument. And then she lets the daughters believe that he left them 27 years ago. She knows what happened and just doesn't say anything to them at all. And it's like, you both are parents. You both are not mad at each other. And I can see why you're not mad, but 
you could have told your children what was going on. And what's worse is that you have a daughter by your husband's best friend who she, for 27 years, doesn't know who her father is and doesn't know her relation to her family. And it's like, we're just not going to say anything. We're like the oldest three people in this home. We're just going to keep this deep, dark secret and just let our kids just suffer around us. We know what the reason is, but we're not going to try to fix it or get them help to like, understand why this is happening to them that was when i was like okay this movie's terrible that's so messed up i i'm so glad you brought this up i and that goes back to my generational trauma right where they're like oh we and this happens a lot and like recently i just had a conversation with somebody who very casually told me this because clearly she has processed this trauma already but um I, i found out that they that their father wasn't their real father through 23 and me. Oof. And the reason she found out is because she discovered all of these half siblings through 23 and me. And mm-hmm. it was a sperm donor. Like her dad obviously is like still part of her life and still there, but it was kind of a taboo subject to talk about in the, in the eighties and nineties of like mm-hmm. getting help. And all of that to say is that like, they kept that a secret from her and now she has to deal with the trauma of their choices Mm -hmm. and it baffles me that they did not that they thought they could keep this a secret like obviously you can't predict in the late 80s that 23 and me were gonna exist sure Mm -hmm. but like i'll give you that but at the same time you had to know that that this is like too big of a secret that like something's not going to come out about it and so bringing it back to the movie it's the same thing where it's just like at what point did you think this wasn't going to come back around and who is going to deal with it not you because you had 27 years to process this they do not they had 27 years to develop improperly (laughs) to coping mechanisms choices that you made and and it doesn't make sense to me whatsoever that the mother they were like oh it's actually the mother's fault and it's like actually it's both of your all's fault yes because the father still left oh there's there's a thing called split custody Mm -hmm. like that existed even with the oldest, or okay, the youngest one must be like 30, right? That's, or 35. I think that was like alluded was that she was in her like mid, mid 30s yeah. was the youngest one. That is essentially almost around my age. And I feel like that is like, what? Divorce exists, existed. Yes. Split custody existed. Like, uh, what? Also, he had zero contact with them. And it's like, you as a as a mother, as a parent, should have been like, you should at least call your daughters. Like, what was the deal? Was the deal like, hey, don't talk to me, even though I even though I cheated on you, don't talk to our daughters at all. And like, yeah. if you die, I'm not gonna I'll tell them that you're that it was my fault. But it's like, was the long-term plan of like, we're just never gonna talk about this? And if that younger sibling hadn't met him in Florida, would it have been great? We're all just gonna go to our graves not knowing the truth. 
that's a yeah. dark like background of like great had it not been for someone finding him in florida they would have lived their entire lives without even connecting or knowing this true story about their family at all and the mom had no qualms she just showed up oh it's good to see you all they're talking mess about their dad she says nothing and it's like nothing you could have stepped in at any point and been like let me set the record straight here's what happens and we all make mistakes right i don't think like Mm -hmm. i think and I bring up boomers, but really anyone with like who weren't who wasn't taught the way that like we are teaching the world right now on like mental health mm-hmm. and how to communicate like we're like our world is changing. So there is some like uh, generosity of like, great, like you didn't know how to do it. That's fine. You made a mistake. Yeah. Like, that's OK. Also, here are the tools to fix that. And clearly you have four daughters who are like crying for help. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and their quirks are very, I don't even want to call them quirks. There's a, there's likely a very much more clinical way to explain this, but in the realm of Netflix Christmas movies, I will just say quirk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, it just, it bothers me that the mom was so aloof to it and also the like i don't know what his name was in the movie because i was so taken aback is it john or something that sounds right yeah john Um, his name is just john yeah that sounds right okay (laughs) his name is john christmas no it's not i think that's his brother wait wait I just connected. I'm I'm on IMDb. I have it on the second page, and I'm looking, and I'm like, his last name is also Christmas. No, it's not. So, are you telling me that the two brothers that that's even darker that the hit that these two are brothers? So the youngest who thinks it's her uncle is actually her dad. Yes. Okay, uh, that makes terrible. me mad even more. I know they called him Uncle John, but mm-hmm. you, you, we all have that uncle or aunt that's like not really our uncle or aunt, but you're just like, oh, well, you're around that's and you've been in my life. Uncle, oh, it's, that's that's even worse. Now you put that together, that's oh, even God. worse. What is what's wrong with your Netflix? This is terrible. And also, like the accents then are so drastic. <laughs> the, 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 I'm bringing back the accents because, like, oh, oh my God, they're not great. What? <laughs> I just like I can't imagine 27 years ago that it's like being generous. I don't know how old. Um Very. I don't know how. Doesn't even matter. Let's say he left when he was 40. You If I left right now and moved to the UK for the next 27 years. Mhm. I might have some weird things I say, right? I might pick up in like oh yeah, certain things, certain slang, right? I might start saying bloody. I moved to mm-hmm. Boston, and sometimes I catch myself saying wicked, and I'm like, oh, what? Who am I? Wicked this awesome. is not me. Um, but at the end of the day, I still say things are hella good, and I'm like, oh mm-hmm. great, there's my roots. I'm back in the Bay, you know. So. I just I I'm baffled at that. I just I have so many 
So many notes. I have so many notes on on this movie. <laughs> and you know what's weird is that I don't even know what I would rate it. Because it's like I kind of want people to watch it. It's like one of those yes. ones where I wasn't expecting to pay attention. Like I woke up at five o'clock this morning to finish it. It's the drama. It's just was nonstop drama of like, what's going on? Like, why is this happening? And it's just the writing along with it was also it's like the oh, writing God. and the dialogue makes you think or makes uh James Christmas, like the dad of all the girls, it like his dialogue is written to make you think that he left them on purpose and being like, Oh, I didn't want to leave or, Oh, but it's like, you didn't have to leave. And like, you did you just, not like it's, it's just written in this weird way of like, all his dialogue isn't true. It's just them like baiting this whole, like, Oh, I left because of a thing and I didn't want to leave you. And they, they also like write the mom and the, and the other brother is like, oh, they're just so cute. Like she like found love after he abandoned her. But it's like, oh, y'all been doing this for forever. Y'all been having sex behind everyone's back, and it's played for giggles. But it's like y'all ruined a family. Like the root of these <laughs> issues went with the two of you, legitimately. <laughs> this little cute, like, oh, I'm a, I'm a bull, and you're a little cute little conquistador. Like, no, 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 you ruined four people's lives. And well, the five, thing is, did you count the dad? Yeah, and here's like the the thing about it is like, yes, you ruined it, but it could have all been fixed, right? It could have all been fixed if you would have just communicated, if you just were to have communicated what you needed, or like, right? right. Hey, I cheated on you with your brother. It's a big no no. It's not great, right? Whoopsie. I'm pregnant. Ouch. That hurts. I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to stay with the person either. Don't get me wrong. But like, you should. You have four kids. You have, well, you three. know, like you at that point you had three kids. Mm-hmm. And that's enough to be like, great. I need to step away from this. But Not I will them. see my kids mm-hmm. every other weekend. I don't know. Like what? I just, I. No, you're right. I think there if, was a if, way if for this kids, to it's still. Like, I'm not going to leave these three kids. Like, yeah. I, 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 like, it's like, Hey, like I'm angry at you, but am I now going to take it out on my three kids and say, great, because your mom's terrible. You don't get to see me at all. I'm mad at her. And now mad at you three as well, even though like this has nothing to do with you. Yeah. And there's like two different scales. Like I get very, um, I, I despise, like I do not. And I feel pretty strongly about this and I would like love to hear people's perspective. Otherwise that's like another podcast for another day, but (laughs) I would love to hear people's perspective of like, Oh, I'm going to stay for, there's like one side of the family that's like, Oh, I'm going to stay together Mm -hmm. for the kids. It's like, actually, that's really awful for them developmentally, because like, Mm -hmm. clearly you are, you are showing your children what love looks like. And if Mm. your love is not there, or if your affection on how to treat other people is not there, then that's what they're going to grow up. And that's like what, right. When we say we have love languages, when we have like how we receive and, and do love, that's because of what we've seen. Right. Mm-hmm. My parents divorced when I was three and I thank them every day. I'm like, 
thank you so much because you two are awful together. <laughs> you are the worst together. The only good thing that came out of both of you is me and my siblings. <laughs> like, otherwise, you you all are awful. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this there's this aspect where it's like, oh, you did neither of those options. You mm-hmm. you decided to bury this similarly to like my 23 and me friend where it's like you thought you could just dig this into a hole and it would never come up. But you didn't think about the kids at all in this scenario. And you didn't even think about the kids in the scenario in which you brought the father to this house yeah. for Christmas. Oh God. I'm just what a film. <laughs> what a film. I think like what I would rate it if I were to rate it. Mm-hmm. I haven't really like processed or gotten there. I don't even know if I, I I like I need to do this as a as my own little like quick hit. But I think I would give it a five. I think I would give it a Ooh. worth a watch. Mm-hmm. Because I think people need to see it <laughs> and also get out. on board with me and my, uh, div- I mean, like I, I wrote 30 pages on absent fathers. So I just felt so passionately about this. No, I, I agree. I think this, honestly, this is definitely something that I think people should watch. Um, I, I will also say a five. So I feel like people need to just sit down, look at this film yes. and just discuss like, <laughs> what is happening on my screen right now and like what other people take away from it like there are certain points where like i'm taking away uh just the treatment of like the children in the movie and how like they were there and then like they were chunks they just weren't there at all and just also taking the fact that for i think what six months one of the sister's husbands like wasn't allowed to sleep in the same room as her like i'm just I'm, i was just picking up on all these like subtle like this whole family needs therapy they're each like doing things and the other sister who, who like only dates men in three month increments but then gets pregnant by one and it's like well i guess we're just gonna stay together and it's like are you settling or do you actually like this person um it's never fully addressed but i'm like this and like it feels settling. like he likes the other sister more at one point. Yes, he's like super into her book. And I'm like, I'm thinking, oh, are they going to have a connection? Because they like he's in the music industry. He like like he likes her book. He pulls her out of her little shell because everyone's like being mean to her about it. He's like, oh, I'm interested. Can you bring me all of it? And he reads all of it. I'm thinking this is a great pairing. Like the other sister needs to do some work on herself. And then like this other sibling who just does her thesis, it seems like he's going to take her out of that shell. And it also seems like he's going to benefit from having someone who's actually interested in hearing him say things and speak. And it was just like, nope, we already get the pairing. He's going to pair up with the fashion model lady who only did some men in three months because she's pregnant now. So she's just going to stay because he said he liked her in the beginning, even though he knows she doesn't date people that long. And also she's pregnant now. So it's like, well, Marriage of convenience. It's, uh, which just like, and then you're setting up that child for more trauma. And that's oh how generational God. trauma it develops. Because there's no cycle breaking within that process. Mm-mm. So definitely like she's not magically, I- <laughs> She's not like magically cured because her father came for no. three days. 
And that's the ultimate issue is that at the end of the film, because they all forgive him, it's like, great. All their wounds are now healed. And it's like, no, they're not. Those wounds are still very much there and it still has to be dressed. Like, great. They forgave him and they know some of the story. Fantastic. There's still more work that needs to be done. This isn't a full happy ending. There's still a whole lot of things that happen. Like, all of them need to still talk about this. Their mom needs to have a bigger role and uh, responsibility taking, as does the uncle who, again, was let off super light. Like, he was let off within, like, the instant that they find out, like, who's my dad? Oh, it's me. Oh, okay. And then it was like, great. Next thing, it's like, no, that's a huge thing. Their uncle is kind of their uncle, like, their uncle uncle dad it's, it's a really weird thing now and it's like we're just gonna go by this because this is too much we we can't discuss how yes we, we we wrote in these two siblings suck with the same woman and have uh two uh, have two have two have a whole branch with like within this family now that they've like started i just i i want to know who hurt the writer oh right who hurt you the writer the writer of this of this uh screenplay is is deeply hurt and uh would love to to offer them my services yeah. but uh <laughs> he's he's french philippe martinez oh so, there you go well i don't know i don't know much about the french culture and and uh their availability to like mental health I don't know if it's taboo or not. I don't know the culture around it, but right. uh, it's safe to say he's not well. Oh no, something happened somewhere. <laughs> something it's, it's... happened somewhere, or or he's in the position oh. of the of the um husband where he is seeing it from a third person, like from an outside mm. perspective. Like, does he know somebody who has a scenario or? And this is his therapy. He's like writing it out. Like, okay, here's what it looks like from the outside perspective. Also, like, I think there's something to be said that like most Christmas movies, um, there's always like the gooey Christmas movies that make you feel mm. good. But then there's always this like category of Christmas movies. And maybe I'll make this one of my categories for my reviews is like, yeah. like, troubled families where you're just like there's this category within these movies of like people yes. who actually don't enjoy the holidays which i think is also equally as important mm -hmm. like i love the holidays like oh, sign me up like this tree is up and it's not even thanksgiving yet <laughs> um like i am fully invested in the holidays with that said the holidays are just not always merry and bright. And I think there's something mm -hmm. to be said about showing that in Christmas movies, because like represent, like represent. And I think there's like, I would love to see a movie. I would love to see a movie mm -hmm. that encapsulates like the holiday spirit. Um, but then also shows like, we hype it up so much, right? Like we're commercialized mm -hmm. to like have our Christmas tree up the day after Halloween. Um, got to, you got to, you know, that's like the rule apparently now. And um, I think 
sometimes what happens is like the holiday spirit is so hyped up. And if you're not there, and I've actually felt this recently, like if you're not at the holiday spirit you think you need to be at, then something is wrong with you. Mm. Right? That is what mm-hmm. you are told. If you are not listening to like some sort of holiday f- sound, if you're not in the holiday spirit, then like what's mm-hmm. wrong with you? What's happening? Why aren't you feeling it? It's you know? this wonderful and, and so, time of year. Yeah. It's like all of these things or it's like, oh, you know, I had this conversation where it's like, oh, why am I not feeling like, I feel like I should be more excited. You know, mm-hmm. like, I feel like people say that. I feel like I should be more excited. Like I want to, I want to go out and ice skate or whatever. I don't know what people do. And, um, <laughs> um, and if you're. I would like to see a movie to represent that more where you're just like, mm-hmm. oh, but not in a cheesy way. Like, I don't want someone to be like, Ooh, I hate Christmas. <laughs> and I, you know, like the Grinch where it's just like, yeah. I not need like some combo of the Grinch the and cheesiness. Yeah. Cause like, I think there's, there's like two spectrums like that. The super like, yes, Christmas all the time. And there's like that. I hate it. And more or less what's in the middle. Like what's that person's kind of like, yeah, I know it's the holidays. That's dope. Really cool. But like, isn't like super gung ho, but it's just like, I'm aware of what's, what's going on. But like, I'm just like, I'm not feeling to that, to that nth level of like holly jolly. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, Ooh. I discovered last year after having to quarantine, uh, during the holidays and like, I didn't get to go home during the holiday. So I spent Christmas alone. And I think mm. people hearing that are triggered. Where they're like, oh, you're alone for the holidays. Like, yes. oh, no. And I was like, you know what? It was actually really great. <laughs> it's like I woke up. I made myself the breakfast I wanted to make. I didn't have yeah. to eat anyone else's breakfast. I got to eat every bit of food I wanted. And I watched Christmas movies throughout the day and I FaceTimed people when I wanted. And then guess what? I got to hang up on them. (laughs) I got to hang up on people after I was done talking to them. And it was lovely. And I think Mm. I passed out by like probably 8 PM that day. It was, it was fantastic. I mean, but if if it wasn't like a, a movie, it'd be like, Oh my God, Christmas alone. We can't let that happen. We're going to invite you over to our house, to our big mansion, where we're going to have you be a part of our Christmas dinner and wear a fancy outfit. And then all of a sudden, you're going to find this man and you're going to fall in love with him when you least expect it. And it's like, let's get another cat. I don't want it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The only man I have room for in my life is another cat. Hey. Which has been filled recently. So you have two, you have two rambunctious cats already. I mean, I'm sure that they're just in the in the background right now having a ball, hitting something. They, uh, it's like actually exactly what they're doing. Yes, <laughs> like looking over. <laughs> yes, it's exactly what they're doing. Oh um, my goodness! Yeah, it's 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 a wild ride, but <laughs> I think like there's something to be said. I think like holiday movies hold something really special and something very different. 
mm-hmm. which is why I think that like these categories of reviewing or doing any of that is really important because it does bring us something, right? Like yeah. it connects us to something that we haven't tapped into or gives us a memory, right? Um, mm-hmm. You know, we all have our memory movies, you know, the Santa oh. Claus or yes. Elf or whatever that movie is for you. Um, it's Clay really Nation special. Oh, Clay, Clay Animation, Rudolph. I save those for Christmas Day. Like, I do not watch those until oh, Christmas same. Day. Those are like, we got to watch yeah. these. Like, these are Christmas Day worthy films. Yes. And that's how, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's another category I should do is uh, Christmas one Day that films. I save. Like, Elf mm. is one that I save oh. all the way up until like Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, it's. um. It's a journey. So I think like these Christmas movies are important on like a very, like on a cheesy level. Like they're popular for a reason. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they, they, inv- in- they invoke an emotion. And it's an emotion that I think uh, is interesting to explore because I, th- I definitely think that we get the overall gist of the holiday nature. But it's always very interesting to see what they try to put underneath it. Like, great. Like, Either it's like just either it's dysfunctional family, single lonely woman, um, uh, uh, animated film about a, an animal that got abandoned. Yeah. Uh, it's just <laughs> like they just like they just slide a, a bunch of things under the umbrella to like great we're gonna solve it with the holidays. Yeah, that's pretty much like the band like great like aiding that bad happens during this time holiday fix it. Yeah. It's like this umbrella that just comes over it and just like, no, it's totally going to work. Believe in magic. Believe in magic, you know? And then like some random dude winks his eye and then you're like, oh, you must know something I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They were (laughs) Which, you know, wouldn't really work, I don't think, in real real life Uh. where you're just like, oh, man, if an old man just like winks at me at a, you know, on the street. I'm probably going to just walk faster. Yeah. It's like, what? I'm like that. <laughs> Gross. No, like, no, no, no. Thank you. Mm-mm. Yeah. And if I was still in New York, I'd probably say something, but. <laughs> it's a New York vibe. Yeah. Like, what are you looking at? <laughs> I'd probably confront him in New York. Boston isn't quite that way, but New York mm. it was. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, Sid, uh, this was awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing what other uh, films fall into our laps, you know, because I, I love it that honestly, we-, we went from imaginary uh, kingdom to like real life father issues for the holiday because <laughs> this film, we both didn't think it was going to do that, but it entirely was a film like, oh my God, all of this is wrong. And I'm looking forward to seeing what other films take us down whatever roads we kind of happen to fall down. Um, But my goodness, um, I appreciate you for taking time out to be here, you and your cats. This was super fun. And uh, I'm looking forward to bringing you back on again next time. Oh my gosh, anytime. Thanks. No problem. Well, everyone, thank you for for tuning in for this uh, holiday edition. Uh, Feel free to follow us on social media. We're currently doing a survey contest, so send us some of your feedback so we can learn and grow. Uh, And Sid, where can folks find you to check out your other reviews um, that you might be uh, sprinkling out there in the world? Yeah, you can find me um, on Instagram and TikTok. I will say my 
TikTok is kind of sad. Um, I don't think I'm as popular with the teens, but they're both the same <laughs> handle. <laughs> they're both the same handle, and it's Zuniga Squared. And that's Oof. it. Awesome. Z-U-N-I-G-A Squared. Zuniga Squared. Y'all follow. Sit on that. Check out those awesome reviews. Uh, but until next time, folks, have a holly jolly old time. We'll see you back here in the corner on Marlon's Corner. Bye-bye. Bye. This episode of Marlon's Corner was produced in Richmond, California. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas! <laughs>